<laughs> they call me the head cannon. Yeah. <laughs> they call me the head cannon. I fire into gaping plot holes. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, okay. That makes far too wow. much sense as a sentence. Yes. Good good job. I think that's uh that's our opener for sure. Shadow Raiders is set in a five planet star system known as the Cluster. The four inhabited planets are in a constant state of war always raiding one another for resources unique to each planet. However, when an alien named Tekla comes from another solar system, she brings a warning. The beast planet is coming. Greetings, Rockhounds, and welcome to the inaugural episode of War Planets the Lasercomb podcast where we talk about the 1990s mainframe entertainment cartoon Shadow Raiders. I'm one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. I am another host, NeoCal. And I'm the otherest of other hosts. Hostess? <laughs> A.P. Snidler. Hostess with the mostest. Yes. Hostess <clears throat> Twinkies. Wagon oh, wheels, both disgusting. Like <laughs> yeah, they're jo- they're they're not great. Joss Lewis is the way to go. Joss, Joss Lewis? Lewis, yeah, what is that motherfucking Joss Lewis? Um, or is that it asshole? Jo- or is it Joe it's, Louis? It's it's, it's Joe Joe what, Joe Lewis or Joe Louis? Joe Louis. Like dogs. Um, I like saying Joss Lewis. <laughs> I uh, legit have no idea what you two are talking Joe about Louis right now. Or Joe like a, Louis. Like a... They're like what wagon wheels should be. Yeah. Instead of like dry and like crumbly and just like cheap marshmallow and cracker, they're actually like quite like moist and they're like little cake. Yeah, they're like little cakes. They're like oh. a flat ding dong. You're yeah. like a flat ding dong. That's what your mom said to me last night. <laughs> uh, uh, on this inaugural episode of War Planets, we are going to be talking about the first four episodes of Shadow Raiders. Yes. Yes, yes. Cheers. Behold the Beast, On the Rocks, Born in Fire, and Bad to the Bone. They originally aired on September 16th, 23rd, 30th, and October 7th of 1998. Yeah. Before we get into that, though, uh, gentlemen, how's it going? What's you up? You want to take this one, Neocal? <laughs> I, I never have an answer. <laughs> the Snibs like, like I've, I've been having so many problems, technical problems right now. I just, uh, like, yeah. I just <laughs> yeah. can't. I literally can't. Oh, we started a couple hours later, but. Yeah, wow. I was late. <laughs> Christopher was doing his thing. Technical problems for all of it's it's a, it's a thing. Yeah, but they want to hear the cool stuff we got up to, like I uh, I ate chicken on camera. <laughs> yes, for yes, he bit. did. I Which may it. or may not have been a sexual thing. <laughs> I mean, 
bell peppers too. The, you know, that's up to that's up to the the people that check out the the Patreon to confirm or deny. Yeah, that that video is lost to time okay. unless you subscribe to the Laser Comb Patreon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yep. Nice and cool today. It's not too hot. Uh, Excellent. I, I live somewhere between the rock planet and the fire planet. Like, sorry, the rock planet and the ice planet. I don't really do well closer to the sun. Between the rock planet and the the fire planet, ice planet, I mean, derp. Um, so I live on like a moon <laughs> with a forward pointing laser that's only of danger if you fly in between. The two uh, battle moons that uh, guard planet rock. Apparently. That are only useful if. If you fly possible. direct for, the, for them to have a stable orbit, they would need to be in each other's like Lagrange point, and they're they're not. So their orbits would decay over time, and they would collide. Uh, well, we'll it, get into it. It's a kid's well, show. It, yeah. <laughs> well, and, indeed, when I was there watching there are people in the show. <laughs> when I was watching the, uh, the the that episode earlier, it's uh, that I think is episode two. Uh, when I was watching yeah. it earlier, I was like. Okay, so you got these battle moons that are these like devastating, like defensive planetary defensive weapons mm -hmm. that are like really close together. So it's like, all right, I'm just gonna like whoop around, veer right, and you know, approach from any other angle, <laughs> except, <laughs> yeah. you know, except between these two moons. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna go over there, you know. <laughs> That was very weird to me. It's like you have to like fly to the rock planet in between these two moons. Yeah. Or you could just like fly to the rock planet on the other side where the moons aren't. I mean, to be fair, I, in, the, I, in the show's hmm. defense, there is one shot where we see uh, like off in the distance. Like we, we see a like uh, planetary shot and off in the distance in orbit we see another set of battle moons like way off in the presumably there there's a whole bunch of moons and they can spin and turn their lasers wherever they want yeah yeah so like these two that the that the episode that that episode focuses on probably well aren't the only battle moons guarding I just thought it was funny that they but it both was pointed funny, their yes. lasers like right at between and the and tiny like, ship going between Why are them. they so Yeah, and why are they so close together? Like um maybe why? they have did they have thrusters? I don't have the episode up but like maybe they yeah, I know they before could. they collide they can like thrust away from each other. Sniddler has some insight here. Uh, Take it away. I, yeah, yeah, they 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 pivot. Um, I don't know. My my theory. I didn't really read up on this, but my theory was that the rest of it, like those, were just doors that you can use to get in to the atmosphere. I thought that maybe like it was it had like a protective force field of sorts. Oh, and you have to like ask for yeah. permission by yeah entering 
in that zone. Mm, pretty much, yeah. There's and then, so much like, that, sorry, go ahead. No, so I was going to say like, the beast would probably like just slip through, and then you'd have to take it down from the inside, which is how um, when they went in there and they, well, are we even at that point yet? Well, let's, well, you know we'll, what, let's, when we when we start talking about the episodes in a little bit, Better, yeah. we'll we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get into that. So, um, before that's, we that's my theory, anyways. So. Uh, before we actually start like breaking down the episodes, uh, gentlemen, what is your history with this franchise and this indeed this show? Uh, we'll start with uh the Sniddler. My history with this show, um, I don't know. Like I I I heard about it because it was a cool wow. new, uh. CGI show that looked a lot like Reboot and Beast mm. Wars or Beasties, depending on where you're from. Um, I, yeah, that's really all I knew about. It. I think I only saw like maybe half an episode when I was when I was younger, <laughs> but I, I never actually really sat down and watched it. Um, yeah, I, I, it was somewhere around. I think it was a rerun in like 2001. And I happened oh, to wow. catch like I, oh, so you uh, know it was it was well after I saw it back in the nineties, but I knew it existed. But I was so caught up in reboot that I didn't really pay much attention to it then. But um So you never watched it, it you never watched it in any <clears throat> capacity except recently. No, yeah. Oh. Uh, I've I've only just been watching it now and uh I I friggin' love it. So yeah. That's 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 the extent of my history with uh with the war planets franchise excellent uh what about you uh neo cal um i thought i was gonna be the the one who's watched the least um i've caught like an episode here or there but because this is a lot less like episodic than like season one of reboot you could catch any episode and it's it's good right. on its own, right? But this yeah. you miss like episode three, and you're like, why? Who's this like or four or whatever? And you're like, who's this like slimy guy? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. why are they hanging out like on a planet like talking with? Do you... <laughs> Who who's this kid with Ghost Rider hair? Like, <laughs> who's this Ghost Rider hair kid? <laughs> so when you miss one, you kind of feel like you're not. There's a greater plot that you're missing, and that's what happened. I watched like episode one and two and then four and mm. just kind of mm. teetered off mm. I was, yeah, that's I, fair. I was the kind of like kid who was like oh yeah i'm gonna go and like watch this show but if another like a friend or something was like or do you want to like i don't know like go ride bikes or catch the ice cream man or something i'd be like oh fuck yeah catch the ice cream man yeah like doing what net? <laughs> you get on your bike and you ride after where um, you hear the music. You just catch them. Yeah. Give him your ice cream. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you catch him selling meth hey! out of the uh, out of the truck, and then he gives you free ice cream. So you call yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, so my uh, my experience with the show was I. Much like Reboot and Beast Wars, I watched this show when it first aired, initially. What um, a nerd. 
hundred percent. No, a hundred percent. And like, I was the That's kind of, okay. like you, you were saying the kind of kid that you were like, <laughs> I was the kind of kid where obviously like I liked going out and riding bikes and like whatnot and that kind of thing and whatnot. But for me, like if I'm like, Oh, there's a new ep- It's Monday. There's a new episode of beast wars on tonight at seven 30. Like, that would like that was the priority mm. everyone else could fuck off <laughs> yeah that makes sense um, the, closest, the closest thing i ever tried to commit to as a kid for a tv show was racing home after school so i could immediately watch pokemon at 3 30 mm. Yeah, which also improved my behavior and made me do homework so i never had to stay after class so I'd like to race home. Incentive. Not bad. Lived like literally like two, three blocks away from school. Mm. So hmm. and also I was a very fast kid. As part of like the running club. But yeah, I'd like race home and like watch Pokemon. But that you you need to watch that's completely episodic. So I don't know why I committed to that. <laughs> well, I mean you were just you were into it. You were into it, you know? Yeah. Um but yeah, so I, I remember seeing commercials on YTV, like advertising uh, in this was would have been in like mid 1998, like summer 98. Um, so I'd have been 13 at the time. Uh, I remember seeing commercials on YTV for Shadow Raiders, and they were specifically were like from the makers of Reboot and Beasties comes Shadow Raiders. In that voice, because that's pretty much great. pretty it's much not in a bad that voice. voice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Coming soon from the makers of Reboot and Beasties comes Shadow Raiders. Check it I've out never on heard, YTV. I've never heard you do that voice before, but and I don't know that's, where it's that's... from. But can you just speak like that <laughs> for the rest just of the podcast? General. Just from in general, in life, yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah, this is, my new, voice. this is my new voice now. This is the voice of Christopher Siege on any Lasercomb podcast, <laughs> but especially this podcast, the one we're talking about right now, Shadow do, Raiders. Do a Patreon commercial in that, voice. In that voice only. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I didn't even think of that, but um, yeah. Right, we're, we're making a note here, listeners. This is... Yes. Uh, that like I I will definitely do a Patreon commercial in in that voice. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, but yeah. So long story short, like I was seeing commercials for it, and I was already like a super hype like reboot and Beasties slash Beast Wars fan. So I'm like, hey, another cartoon from the same people who make these shows that I already really like. Cool. Yeah. So I checked it out and uh, really liked it. I think some of it was a little over my head at the time. Mm. Possibly. Um, it's interesting. The show moves so fast and oh, it yeah. introduces concepts, terms, and names that I often felt like, well, hold up. Did I miss an episode or did I miss a scene or was I spacing out? Because right. they'll be like, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, like the lamprey can't be trusted. And I'm like, who? Rocky guy? I'm like, when did you learn her name? I thought they only okay. Said- okay, so in episode four, I know what you're talking about. In episode four, That's Graveheart, exactly what I'm talking about, Graveheart refers to Lamprey, 
And I'm like, I just like binged like the first four episodes of this yep. show earlier today. And I'm like, how do you know her name? He, it's yeah. never been revealed to you what her I name is. I was talking is. about that she, one specific thing. Yeah, yeah. She's like, to you, she's just like crazy, null matter, like Russian lady. Yeah. Yeah, they just she's found nuts. out. They Ooh, just yeah. found out that they're sentient. Yeah. And without skipping a beat, they're like, you can't trust her. And I'm like, you just found out they have generals and they're not just like a mindless swarm. And that's how they, they react, right? So there's very odd reactions. It feels very rushed, the, the plot of it. Um, information is taken for granted rather than explained. Like, it feels like the first four episodes could have been eight, to be honest. Fair, yeah. Possibly, yeah. But, and that could be good or bad. You know, uh, excuse anybody watching or listening. Um, I've got some mega allergies that make me look like I'm uh crying and and stuff but uh he is yeah, crying it feels like i'm crying, crying because of how how great the the episodes he, are he's yeah, crying yeah. over the the fate of tecla and her home world planet tech which, the hot robot lady yeah the hot robot lady yeah. which i find the fact that her name is tecla and she's from the planet tech kind of amusing It'd be, like, it'd be like it'd be like an emissary it'd... princess from Earth escaping, and her name is Earth-la. Tara. <laughs> oh, oh, Tara! If you want to be more on the, if you want to be more on the nose, yeah. Earth-la. I mean, to be fair, like Tekla is pretty on the nose. <laughs> the witch. Earthla, 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 the witch. Yeah. yeah. Um. Also, when you when you said the name Tara, I kind of chuckled because I, I I know someone named Tara. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, ah, I right. the the prince and princess from the planet Earth are here. What are their names? Tara and Terran. <laughs> Terran twin <clears throat> powers activate. Form of Earth. <laughs> Wow. Making a pop wow. culture reference that is before our time, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Far before. <laughs> I actually don't even like have any like concept of it beyond like it being referenced on like Family Guy. That's fair, actually. A lot of people probably don't. The Wonder Twins. Yeah. Uh as far as I yeah, remember they, they, they were from pat- the 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 Super Friends cartoon, I believe, but they're not. They weren't actually like DC Comics characters originally. They were created for the show, and then it, and then eventually they ended up like being introduced into DC Comics. There, one could take the form of any animal, and the other could take the form of any state of water. I feel like one of those is more useful than the other. Like, yeah. like, oh man, yeah. it would be great to change into a dolphin right now. Sweet. Oh man, if I could be a grizzly bear right now. Oh, sweet. But it's like, if only someone could turn into steam at a moment like this. Anyone? <laughs> steam? Did somebody say a cup of water? No? Okay. I'll just be over here in in some ice cubes doing nothing. <laughs> Uh, speaking of ice cubes, we're talking about Shadow Raiders. That, that's the a first, segue. 
The first that four episodes of Shadow Raiders. We're about to get into it right now, but just before that, here's a word about our Patreon. Do you like 90s animation? I do. Do you have $2 burning a hole in your pocket? I do. Wait, no, I'm broke right now. Do you want to listen to three grown men talk about 90s cartoons like it was yes. yesterday? I know I do. I mean, I'm already doing that, so why would I want to listen to someone else do it? Dude, you're supposed to say yes. <laughs> Give us money. All you need to do is subscribe to the Lasercomb Patreon. For $2 a month, you get access to our Discord channel, which is where we record all of these fine shows. And you also get our eternal gratitude. Isn't that the greatest gift of all? Besides money. <laughs> Besides money? Which is, is what a we gift want. to us. <laughs> a very good, good gift I'm sure Christopher can salvage something out of this. So the first episode of Shadow Raiders uh, picks up uh, in space and we see uh, a splash of on-screen text telling us that the planet we're hovering over is Planet Tech. And it's being... Yeah, Doomsday. Doomsday. Uh, it's being attacked by something we will uh, later come to know as the Beast Planet. Yeah. Um, Which, unfortunately, is not actually the planet that Beast Wars takes on. No, that's that's on. that's Planet Energon. Yeah. Mm. Foolish, silly me. <laughs> Get good, man. Get good. <laughs> unfortunately, the Beast Planet is not where does not have any beasts. No. It has this universe's like version of of Unicron. It's hard to describe. Yes. You ever watch um Chronicles of Riddick? Have you, you know, ever like... seen the Chronicles of Riddick anime that came out <laughs> that uh was like a direct to video tie-in to the the movie back in I like 2004? Yes, but I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember anything about it either. I just felt like that was worth bringing up. It, it feels <laughs> like this is... It's like a weird... At this point, I'm not sure if we've like met any of the sentient members of the Beast planet. No, but we haven't. it seems like weird, right in indestructible, beginning. necro, void matter race. Yeah. So the, to describe. It's cool. The, the yeah. Beast Planet is like a big black ball in space that has like a couple of doors that open up and like a big like hand thing yeah. that, yeah, uh, comes out and like grabs a planet and brings it in and chomps it down. So it's way bigger than uh, yeah, Planet yeah. Tech. Yeah, yeah. So it's attacking uh, Planet Tech and we, we meet uh, the princess of Planet Tech, Tekla, which... As as I mentioned, that name's pretty pretty damn on the nose. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh so her dad sends her off in a ship to like go and warn other planets of the the coming of the beast. Mm. And so she flies away and uh plant the, the beast planet eats planet tech, and then we cut away to uh uh a planet covered in ice, and we got like this big like like uh spaceship 
Not a ship. It's like, what am I thinking of? You know the thing that in Star Wars that the the Jawas like bomb around in? Well, it's like a like a carrier of some kind. Um, yeah, like a giant, like it was landing fortress. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it landed. Yeah, yeah. But uh, then a whole bunch of these like uh, caterpillars kind of just come off of it. Like uh, yeah, and a bunch of blasters. dudes run out wearing like Gears of War style armor. Yeah, very a bunch Gears of donkey dudes. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of like big ass dude bros. And so they're like, we see they're like cutting through the ice and shit. And uh, the gist of it here is basically they're they're mining ice. And yeah. then um, uh, one dude's about to have like an accident of some sort. And like another dude is like, hey, you best be careful. I don't want anything to happen to you. So it's like, okay, so we're already get and he's voiced by the dude who voices like grown up Enzo in yeah. in reboot season three. So it's like, okay, immediately we know this is our hero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um a lot of very on the nose uh things are in this in this show. Yeah. This is great. I mean there's it's not, it's succinct, some, I'll say. There's yeah. some foreshadowing too, because all of these grunts, the miners, are different than the military. It makes that very clear, right? So the military yeah. are there to protect them. But the grunts kind of like look to this is Graveheart, by the way. Yeah. The yeah. grunts kind of all look to Graveheart for guidance, even though it's like the, the military are higher up. Yeah. I'm just a so it shows that just As a he says repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think it's well voice acted. I, I really like Graveheart in this. Go ahead. I do too. And, yeah, yeah. Like you said, he saved somebody's he, life, and that's probably he, why everyone looks up to him. Real likable character, which is, uh, which is good. And, and he's humble, and yeah, humble, jacked. I mean, yeah. all the things you want a, a, a male protagonist to be, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And all, all the stuff our like manly dreams are made of. Yeah, and he feels like he's just a good person. He's, you know, he's, what what yeah. color is his hair? Is it? It's like blue. It's like a crystalish dark like a blue. sapphire type sapphires. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Kind of like short and like almost looks like his hair is slicked back in the way that the crystals grow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, because yeah. he's all he's all just made out of rock, right? Yeah, and these guys are from the planet Rock, so. They're from the planet Rock. They're on the planet Ice. They are mining the planet Ice for water resources. And there's like a big like ice storm that shows up and freezes, turns all out, shit. freezes all their shit. Turns out it's not actually a storm, but it's the inhabitants of the ice planet led by King Cryos, who is a... They got big like crab or insect. King Cryos himself. Yeah, they're yeah. they're very like insectoid looking creatures. But I, I, I will like say how different they are. I really like King Cryos. Me too. I, I love King Cryos, yeah. He's a Man. very Great he's character. a very noble and even tempered intellectual leader. Yeah. Which I like. Uh, there'd be no plot if it wasn't for Cryos. <laughs> no, there wouldn't be. <laughs> but what's funny about that is so like uh, King Cryos and his forces basically say to Graveheart, like, fuck you, you're stealing our shit. 
go away. And Get out of here. Uh, Instead of just opening fire, they're like, hey, this is your so, chance to leave. You have so, one chance. Yeah. Yeah. So to their credit, like they're giving the, the rock dudes time to, you know, rock out, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> um, rock out. Uh, but so, but so Graveheart like takes the lead and like actually like tries to negotiate with King Cryos. And basically his argument is that like, people yeah, made water. we're, we're stealing your shit, but you steal our shit. No, you take from and, us all the time. And King Cryos is like, huh, you're right. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Like. No one has ever raised this point before for hundreds of years. For, and like, uh, yeah, and like it's a, like it's mentioned at at some point I, over these I, like four I, episodes I, that like this they've been at war. These like planets have been at war with one another for a millennia. I feel like I feel like he put up a little bit more of a fuss than that. I think he was still like very uh, reluctant yeah. to just let yeah. them take the ice, but he was kind of going. I see your point, but stop you know like yeah let's yeah. Not, stop taking from us i'm not sure if my little um like narrative intro will uh <laughs> if the listeners uh heard that but essentially oh, they will. all of yeah. the planets are in a state where they have interstellar travel yeah and they need um the resources from the other planets to individually survive and for yeah. some reason, instead of coming to some diplomatic trade negotiation, mm -hmm. they constantly raid each other's planets. Right. Which seems yeah. very cost-heavy. Mm -hmm. Which is something I was wondering about earlier, too. It's like, okay, so this is like basically just been your guys' game for as long as any like your recorded history can remember. It's like, why didn't anyone at some point try to just like make some kind of like trade agreement treaty or something? Yeah, because as we find out, there are reasonable people. I guess it's hundreds of years of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Space racism. Xenophobia. Spacism. Yeah. Spacism. Spacism. Yeah. Xenophobia actually isn't um, the fear of xenomorphs, if you believe what? it. What? Oh shit! I know. I'm terrified of xenomorphs. Oh my god, we're you should be. We're we're learning things today. Xenomorph. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, ah, game over, man. Okay. Yeah, not quite. Um, no. we're, we're, I have a question. So they uh, need resources from the other planets to survive. Every planet mm -hmm. does. No planet is self-sustaining. What do they um, get from Planet Bone? They get bones, dog. They get bones. They get, they get, yeah, they get bones. They get bones. They literally, yeah, and figures. Have you seen how cool those guys are? Oh, um, yeah. You've just entered the bone zone. <laughs> they get the bone uh, song. Wow. Um, wow. So it, it explains that they need resources from bone saws ready. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. His, their their prime export is Bonesaw, the wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> Bonesaw McGraw. Yeah. So what? But who exports Spider-Man to fight him though? 
Because um, presumably, Earth. if you have multiple Bonesaw McGraws being exported, they would need a equal number of Peter Parkers to fight them. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> I, I, I'm really confused. Um, so, to ignore Christopher's question... <laughs> I understand the reference, but I'm confused at the... At the okay, so... Before they had interstellar flight, how did they get the resources? How did they survive? Yeah. 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 So presuming this is this is not a post scare uh post resource like era, this is an era where they've all presumably I'm gonna run two scenarios past you guys. Presumably Alright. I'm ready. They all stem from the same race that over millennia have evolved to adapt. So they all come from the same interstellar race, or, or which is why they can all breathe on each other's atmosphere, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or they're all separate races. They've used up their plan- some of their planet's resources and gained interstellar travel from each other or around the same time to specifically raid each other's planets. And that's the presumption, right? Evolution, mm-hmm. adaptation type stuff. Or so which, which one do you think it is? They're just, I, I was going to go with, I was going to go with that. Like how they were all kind of the same at one point. That they must they have all... come from the same race. And then, yeah, they... See, I don't agree with that, though, because they, especially like the um, uh, the ice planet people are so wildly different of a species. The ice planet people kind of look like the vizier of fire with his like little tendrils. Yeah, fair. He's got a slanted face and like like almond like shaped eyes, too. I actually noticed that it was very odd that the, the, the vizier or whatever his his title was um he didn't have human ears like the prince did Mm. he had like these spiky things and he actually looked more like the like cryos and his men Mm -hmm. did than he did the the more humanoid people on his planet so i'm like wow the prince looks wildly different than the vizier so why that's more or less what i was thinking actually yeah, it's a yeah, good kind of like I didn't even consider that. Yeah. And again, for anyone listening, I am aware that uh, nobody's thought about this, and this is a TV show <laughs> about boys. Like disclaimer. <laughs> then, how, how would you explain the Rock King looking like Louis C.K. or I don't know? He's bald and he doesn't. The Rock people are the most humanish. They're I all like so. chunky, like built, like heavy heavy people but yeah. why is he voiced by tigatron uh, uh <laughs> because he got taken by the aliens and dropped off on planet rock planet, oh there you go like, tiger yeah yeah there you go so so what be where, where, where are, are we so, then? where that fill us you know anyone listening you could you could weigh in yeah please but where we are Regardless of where they came from or why they fight, they will die without each other's resources. And yeah. they don't want to communicate to diplomacy to to get it. They they raid each other. Thus it's called shadow raiders in Canada, I guess. Yeah. Um 
But before the rock people and the ice people like duke it out or manage to come to some diplomatic agreement, mm-hmm. um, bad news bears show up. Yeah, the the forces of the yeah. the beast planet show up and they drop a bunch of like crescent shaped things they get into tech. the ice. They like, they, they, they get tech. they get distracted first of all by Tekla's ship crashing. Mm. Mm, and they're kind right. of like, what in the world was that? And then uh, Gravehearts kind of sprints after it to see what it is. And then beasts show up. Yeah. yeah. So basically, they're like a translucent... Uh, I remember wow. that a lot as a kid. They're... The matter that they're made out of... Null is like matter. Immune to... yeah. Null matter is like immune to like normal damage. Yeah. And like Christopher was saying, these like technological little crescents that are just dropped onto the ice yeah. then kind of explode and form these like giant like monster drones. They're pretty cool looking. They're rad. It is pretty sweet. Yeah. 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 Uh, they're they're well designed. They're they they're supposed to look like monsters. They don't really have a head. They just have like a bulky top area. And the, yeah, yeah, they're they're called beast drones, and the beast drones are. Uh, completely immune to damage unless you shoot their little crescent moon device, their containment unit as it will be known as later on in the episode Um, which just happens to be in the middle of their chest which is a convenient which, which, by the way, if you've ever taken any firearms training you, you aim for center mass lessens your chance of hitting the most likely place to hit them if you were firing randomly would be center mass <laughs> yeah so i feel like their weak point is the easiest part of them to hit I, yeah, like on the back of the head not on for back, on an not, arm not for everybody except the protagonists because <laughs> yeah. all of the miners open fire and they all just miss and as soon as graveheart shows up and Have none of these guys played video and... games? Of course, Apparently you would not. shoot them in that little like weak Too point for mining. massive damage. Have none of these motherfuckers seen Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Yes. Watch what these stormtroopers do, and take note. Don't do that. Yes. Exactly. All right. Instead of not shooting them. You try maybe shoot them. Shoot um, them. You need to aim. Harder. You know that you know that black thing with like the th- that makes things look closer that's on top of the guns? <laughs> I, What's it called? It's like a scop. Yeah, a scone. <laughs> the magno. A scone? Is it a is it a croissant? Um some sort of asperger sight. Oh scope. No. Mouthwash. Yeah. Scope. fully clean. <laughs> so the, the protagonists, uh, we find out after um, Graveheart rescues Tekla from her, her downed ship, um, ends up being, because everyone else quickly becomes overwhelmed, it ends up being Graveheart, Cryos, and Tekla. Yeah fighting in the canals that were made earlier from the miners. Interesting. Yeah. Is this? Convenient. Yeah. 
And uh, I think it's like Tekla that tells them, oh, shoot their weak point for massive damage. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, and so they, they, they open fire on the... Um on the the weak points for massive damage and they take out a few of them but like king cryos note notes like oh we uh will never be able to take care of all of them basically no that was like and, a little scout regiment and uh uh graveheart's like well i've had enough of this and then he runs away and tekla's like wait where are you going yeah and... cryos is like his people were always known for their like weak spines or something like that. <laughs> yeah, men. Really I think, rock yeah, people. Yeah, men of rock are known for their brittle spines or something that's like that. Good, yeah, something I think like that's that. It. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, really, yeah. It was And really then he bad. comes back with like a, some mining Two bazooka. Cannons. Yeah, yeah, a mining bazooka, but it uses what like sound waves or yeah, sonic cannon. It was yeah, the the shit cannon, that they were that using it. earlier yeah. in the episode to like break through the ice. Yeah, which conveniently works extraordinarily well <laughs> against the beast drones. Yep. I mean, you don't even need to aim. Sonic Good. boom, man. Sonic boom. And so they fuck him up. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, they blow up. Yep. And so they, Cryos they, is like, wow. Uh, you know what? Like, uh, we're gonna take this um, hot naked. Like Tekla chick, put her in in cryo sleep, and uh, we need to go talk to your your people. Yeah, like these guys are da- are dangerous. Yeah. Uh, speaking of um, uh, hot naked uh, Tekla chick. Uh-huh. Uh, so we mentioned this in our uh, in our outtake, but I, I don't believe we've brought this up on the actual episode of the podcast. Um, mm. Y'all have played Mass Effect 3 when you find out like in that ga- early on in that game when uh the 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 Normandy's uh AI computer system uh decides she wants a robot body she takes body... over like the body of some assassin robot or something right yeah yeah from mm. Cerberus yeah yeah uh and she remodels it to look like something that is very similar to how Tekla looks in this show like it's actually kind of startling. Does the similarities? Does Tekla have heels because I think Edie. That's that's a minor detail. Are her eyes green? No. Well, then completely different form. Is it is it possible to make a like a? an effeminate robot without drawing comparisons to each other. What I mean is, could they have made her I, look like 100%. anything and you, and you not? I, I think, think so. They yeah. look similar. Yes. Cause definitely. I would argue you, you think so. Okay, like okay. I wouldn't say Edie or Tekla look anything like, uh, say the TX from Terminator three. Hmm. No. I'm not drawing a lot of now that I'm looking. Well, they're they're both they're both sem they're both kind of naked like robot chicks. 
So I, I feel like they were, they were bound to be similar no matter what. But it wouldn't surprise me if Mass Effect character designer was a fan of Shadow Raiders. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That that's kind of what I'm just getting at is like I I feel like the uh, the design for Edie's robot body in Mass Effect Three was probably inspired by by Tekla in this show. Yeah, Tekla doesn't have any uh, a sweet like mom haircut though. <laughs> Got a like sweet a mom haircut. Didn't Edie have like a like a 1950s? <laughs> she like, did. Mom? I I wouldn't say it's like a sweet mom haircut though. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Wow, I know yeah. what you're talking about. I just uh, I think well, we may we we disagree. we may feel differently about uh, the quality of said haircut. <laughs> she doesn't have hair. Hmm. Well, Tekla does not. Well, I mean, technically, neither does Edie. Technically, it's no. It's not technically hair. It's designed to look like hair. Anyways, we're not talking about Mass Effect. She, she's or so metal. Hair. Her hair is metal. That's pretty metal. Yeah, twisted. Uh, metal. So Cryos is like, okay, Graveheart, like, let's go talk to your king. We'll yeah. we'll leave this. Uh, we get to meet his daughter. Cryos is like daughter, the princess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tekla, leave... Tekla gets injured, and uh, like in the ensuing battle that goes down. And she they has put her this in the CR chamber. Yeah, basically, they put her into like stasis, and she's like, "Oh, promise me, Graveheart, that you'll unite the planets against the Beast." I'm just a miner. I'm just a miner. I'm just a miner. I don't even have fake ID. Do 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 do. And so that that's episode one, and episode yeah. two on the rocks. Uh, yeah, like you, were, yeah, on the <laughs> yeah, rocks. Yeah, the the titles of these episodes are actually pretty funny. If you look at them, um, so episode they two on, on the rocks. Planet. Yeah, they they go to the rock planet, uh, uh, Graveheart and King Cryos, and they they get presumably on one of Cryos's ships. Yeah, because yeah. All of um, Graveheart's men were like blown the fuck up. Well, and Graveheart's just a miner, so he has no like real clout or resources of his own. He's just a dude. Yeah, he can't even like. Well, how do they get access? He's like, hey, buddy, and he like identifies himself because uh, we find out that Planet Rock has like, like, what are they called? Those giant moons? Battle moons. Yeah. Battle moons. Yeah. And they have they they have people on them because they get yeah. hailed, and they're like, "What do you, what do you want?" Uh, I guess they refer to the people on like the ice planet as insects, and I yeah. never really thought they looked like insects. I think they're kind of insectoid looking. Yeah, bugs. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Graveheart and uh, King Cryos like show up at the the battle moons guarding Planet Rock. And uh, Planet Rock's basically like, who the fuck are you? And Graveheart's like, I'm just a miner. Let me in. And they're like, no chance. But then Graveheart's like, but this guy over here is the king of the ice planet. And he's, he's invoking the, he, he's invoking the Treaty of Four. 
And the dude's like, shit, no one said anything about that shit in years. I guess you can come in. I guess I have to let you in. But we'll be watching you. (laughs) Yeah. I found that an odd scene. He's like, this guy, I assure you he's here. He's right beside me off screen. He's he's here, but he wants to invoke the Treaty of Four. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. And, And so it's like, okay, we'll let you on. So they land on the planet, uh, and we get to meet a like fucking hot rock, green haired rock lady. Yeah. Anybody familiar with reboot? This is the mouse of War Planets. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, we we get introduced. She to has Jade. an accent. She does, and it's not southern. No, it's, it's like, like um, continental Africa. Yeah. So I'm not sure exactly where, but it's somewhere from around there. And she is voiced by a uh, African American actress. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is her ex? Is is her? I I don't recognize the. Is it just like Aiden? You said it's just. Uh, it sounds sounds it sounds Caribbean to me. So I. It kind I'm of does, Africa. doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. 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 Jade. Yes, Jade. Jade. So yeah, we. Uh, so yeah, when they land, we we get introduced to Jade, and uh, they escort uh, King Cryos and Graveheart to meet with uh, uh, what's his name, Lord Mantle. Mantle. Lord which, Mantle. I keep which, forgetting uh, what his the, name is. The leader of Planet Rock. Which the yeah. names of uh characters in this in this show are hilariously on pretty, the nose pretty great yeah. yeah yeah um and we get the feeling like uh that graveheart and jade have a prior relationship like they they definitely know each other yeah it's mentioned in this episode that she's like Oh, something, something. Ever since you left, <laughs> ever since you left the military, so yeah. that gives us our. <laughs> Aiden loves that for some reason. Something, something, star. Yeah. Was, yeah. Um. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, so he was a soldier. Yeah. So they don't talk about it in detail, but it gives. I- I, I do like later, I think it might be in episode uh, three in the next, it, or actually I think it's later on in this episode um, where Graveheart is like to Jade, he's like, hey, you remember that cave? Yeah, and she's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. why would you bring that up now? Why would you bring that up now? <laughs> now is not the time. Yeah. And it's like, it, <laughs> I, I chuckled like, earlier. I'm like, yeah, they totally like, fucked no, in a cave not, at some point. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. no, not that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they totally um, they 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 that totally was, that was a good catch at some but point. <laughs> if you look, read between the lines, there it's implying that like Graveheart didn't see like the purpose of like war and like yeah. fighting, and yeah. at least as a miner, he could directly do things in order to help people more. Yeah, I guess, and that's why his demeanor. He he's he's not like. Um, it's the same voice actor as we mentioned before. He's not like adult Enzo, right? Like yeah. shoot first, ask questions later. This is kind of like a guy who's maybe what forty? You're thinking? Yeah, probably about so. like forty, and 
you know, he's seen some shit. He's like tired. He's tired of like war, and he just kind of wants to do what's best for everyone. And I'm glad right. that they went with a character like that instead of like a young character. Yeah. Um. For example. In Reboot, there's a character, Bob, who's the Guardian, right? Even he feels a lot younger and inexperienced than than yeah. Grave, Graveheart. Yeah, big difference there, yeah. So I, I like that it feels different immediately than, than Reboot. More, more of a veteran than, than, than a rookie. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. Which also means he's less prone to violence because he's he's done with it. Yeah, even so, though he, even though he looks like he could lay anybody out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like you don't want to mess with him. He's he's huge. Yeah. So they they go and meet Lord with uh, Lord Mantle and tell him about the Beast Planet, and uh, he doesn't buy it. And they're trying to like sell him on an alliance, and he's like, "Nah, bro, fuck that." He's a, I hate what this guy's a douche. Yeah, he's a horrible... Doesn't even give them, like, the chance to even, like, fully form a sentence. Yeah. Well, he, he's he's very much like the rest of the rock people, because they, they're they all kind of stubborn that way. Like they're, yeah, they're all kind they're, of aggro they're and... Real, they're really hard, of, if you will. Yeah. Like, they're hard as rocks, you know? Like, they're... they're that's their, their that's thing. That's their thing. Yeah. And King Cryos um, is cold as ice. <laughs> Cool, like a not willing to sacrifice. Yeah. Anyways, um, (laughs) and uh, what they throw, they release Cryos. Yeah. 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 He basically is like, yeah. Lord Mantle is basically like, I don't want any part of your alliance. Uh, fuck you, Cryos. Go home. But you, Graveheart, you are a traitor. You will be arrested and thrown in jail. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, how? How's he a traitor? What did he do? They, because he, he, was, he reasoned he was, with Cryos. Because he was, he was the to... only one who came back when the rest of his mining crew was all dead. So Lord Mantle is all like, Arr! So he's a traitor because he why did not you the rest then? of his yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Because he said he killed all of like our a guys. really bad king. Well, you know, he, just, yeah, he's he, terrible. he explained that the, the beast killed all of his guys and the king was basically like, well, why are you alive? You know? So he's a traitor because he didn't die fighting like the rest of his men. I don't. No, no wonder. A lot of people on this show are like, like unusually unreasonable. Yeah. Yeah. So Graveheart goes to prison. Yeah, and he gives. Uh, he he hands off Jade his like Data old crystal. war buddy slash oh the USB stick. Yeah. yeah. The crystal. The crystal. Data, data crystal. Yeah. Data, what, w- yeah. Which looks like a 3.5 inch floppy with like a weird like crystal sticking out of it. Oh, I thought it looked like a USB stick. Yeah, it kind of did. Like, with a, a crystal a big coming USB out of stick, it. Yeah. Or whatever. It's a data. It's device. a data thing and on it is stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, yes. The funny thing is, we <laughs> haven't seen this until now. So yeah. I'm like, what's on? <laughs> <laughs> this show is great at just introducing new shit, and you're supposed to pre- just, just go with it. Yeah, it, like this, this, this plot and everything just kind of hits the ground running, and you're so, kind of got to so be—you have to be like paying attention because 
it's still new and in in what I got from this is that like it'll come up later. Like data crystals, I was like, I didn't know that was a thing. And he's like, and, here you go, and he gives it okay. to Jade. Yeah. And I'm like, what could possibly be on that mm. that he couldn't explain verbally? Well, presumably it would be like, uh, this is what I saw. Like apparently it records as as you're as you're there. Like um, what? It was like a part of his suit, maybe? Uh well I think he was just wearing maybe it was. It might have been. Maybe maybe it was know. issued. Maybe it's issued you know to I mean? miners. We don't even get to see what's on it. What it is is a plot device to explain everything to Jade off screen. Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and indeed, uh, uh, Graveheart goes to jail, and Jade comes and uh, meets with him, and is all like, "You believe this nonsense?" I don't. Yeah. That's exactly what she sounds like. <laughs> yeah. I know that was a terrible impression. Of no, her, that's, but... that's 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 that's. <laughs> 10 out of 10. That, was but that right is the point. line that she says. Uh, and Graveheart's like, I don't just believe it. I lived it. That was, that was, that was so perfect. That one line is, I lived it. And then the, uh, the, was... the beast plant, the forces of the beast planet show up and attack and somehow uh, get past the, the, the battle moons. The battle yeah. moons. Yeah. Yeah. And so Jade yeah. is like, well, she lets Graveheart out and is like, well, let's uh, let's save the day. For partner. the listeners, we're not trying to offend anybody with our terrible accents. <laughs> no, not at no, all. No, 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 no. We no. like all of the characters' accents. <clears throat> it's not our fault we're bad. <laughs> we're bad at them. My, mine sounds like a really bad Jamaican. Christopher sounds like UK. Yeah. <laughs> is that what that sounded like? I, I don't even to believe I, I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to try from here on out. <laughs> Neither will I. I just, <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at something, something. I'll keep trying. So, can briefly, we talked about this in the uh, like off off air, but mm-hmm. the battle moons. Uh, how can they didn't do their job? Yeah, I, I feel like. What, what um, do they do? Do they just. Do they only point at little ships going right in between them? Oh, because they they weren't detected. We saw this on the ice planet. The beast the beast drones cannot be detected because of There's the null matter. There's something about the null matter that mm. yeah, and their translucency and so that makes them. That's what he was explaining to Lord Mantle, and that's why Lord Mantle didn't expl- did not believe them at all. He was going like, "Hang on a sec, you you mean to tell me there was like a whole army wiped out all my guys?" And no one even saw them coming. Like mm, that okay. sounds ridiculous. So yeah, that's why. And then the yeah thing. Something about the null matter they're made out of. Yeah. Okay, yeah, All right. you, you got Snidler, me. Snidler, listeners, Snidler saves the day. Stealth. We we he uh we got it. Snidler uh, saves. There, there 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 are details that even I'm having trouble remembering. But as we bring them up, I'm like, oh yeah, that was like in the first scene. Oh crap. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of this episode is so. actually pretty easy to summarize. So basically, like the the beast, uh, the beast planet forces, the beast drones, uh, show up and attack. And mm. as I mentioned, like Jade frees Graveheart to help save the day. And eventually, yeah. like they go and take control of the battle moon. They sit in VR chairs. That's cool. And, and take control That's of the really battle moons. Cool. And they 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 like, need to do shoot. it manually. Yeah. Well, and they. Sorry, go on. 
Oh, and they like they like fire like uh, Death Star beams basically at yeah. the at the 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 Beast forces and the um uh what's his name Lord fuck Mantle <laughs> Mantle no no not uh, not him um, oh are you talking about the Beast Block oh, General Block Block okay the Beast people, Block beast so or whatever the heck he is Scott. Arnold Schwarzenegger no, McNeil himself. No. <laughs> so without, without even exaggerating anything, Christopher yeah. is like right, like on point there. Yep. It, it's like a giant, bulky, um, uh, smart beast general, and I guess the smart ones have like skulls. In yeah, their he's got like a floating skull. And his a face. floating like skull, yeah. or at least the front part. Yeah, and they have this like, we- like kind of weird megabyte, like twitchy uh, effect, visual like, the, like the, twitchy the effect. The bone in their yeah, behind yeah. their face is like vibrating. It's pretty cool looking. It's, it's it rad. is cool looking. Yeah, Christopher's credit, like he literally sounds like this. So yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's very clearly Scott McNeil doing the voice of Block. Yeah, like yeah, very, very clearly yeah. Scott McNeil from like Beast Wars and reboot and like you know, mummies alive and like a million other <laughs> cartoons from the nineties. <laughs> um, but, but so it's very much like, <clears throat> it's very clearly him, but he's doing this weird, like Schwarzenegger type accent. <laughs> oh, um, absolutely. yeah. He's supposed to be like a barbarian overlord or, yeah. general or something. And anyone watch anyone that's watched the show, even as a young kid, especially as a young kid, mm. you're like, oh, that's like Space Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, it's... Well, I'm confused. Do we learn this later and I should just shut up? Or do we know it now? Like, is the Beast Planet just uni- a giant ship? We we learned that... we Well, we saw the Beast Planet at the beginning of the first episode. So it, and presumably, if this system is in danger, it it's like a Unicron-like gigantic. Yeah, yeah. In that opening sequence of the the first episode, that is very evocative of the beginning of Transformers the movie, like right down to like one, like a bunch of people trying to flee and one getting away. Huh. Um, I'm just kidding. It's it's weird. Do do we get to see the other general? Yet, or is it just um, block right now? I think I think it's just block in this in this episode. Yeah, the other general Lamprey. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, so the um, uh, yeah, Graveheart and Jade like fire off the uh, the the battle moons, and Block is like retreat, retreat, retreat. retreat. No, suddenly he's afraid. Get out of here! We get must get We must get out of here! Ow! <laughs> and I'm like, aren't all the others drones? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are, yeah. One. So who is he talking to? Uh, so they fuck off, and uh, the, the, the day is won, and uh, Lord Mantle tells uh, Graveheart, basically, that we we owe you a small debt of gratitude for helping defend the planet, but uh, uh, 
basically, yeah, we're not signing up for like any kind of alliance because our battle moons are more than enough to protect us against the the invading they forces. They caught us off guard. This they caught, yeah, yeah, they caught us off guard this time. And but next nicety, time we'll be ready. As a nicety, <laughs> I'll give you something. And he's like, Lord we will Mental. let you live, <laughs> Lord Mantle. Um, I ask for no. Um, reward. I simply ask for you to consider an alliance. And he's like, banished! Well, yeah. fuck you! <laughs> Basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, yeah, so, they're like, and yeah, he he's like, oh, tell uh, King Cryos to come and uh, pick up his new friend here. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Graveheart's about to, to leave the planet, and then Jade, like, shows up and is all like, hey, I'm coming with you. I believe you. I, I don't believe in this threat, but I believe in you. Yeah. So. That was, uh, that was episode two. On the rocks. Yeah. Episode three. Born in fire. Born in fire. Which is, is where, interesting one. which is where they, uh, yeah, we meet um, the fire people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who are actually on fire. They are quite literally on fire and they ground like, uh, like uh, Ghost Rider or um, Human Torch. Yep. We get to meet uh, Prince Pyrus, as you that can see. That guy right there. Yeah. In the video, I have a in-box action figure jacked. of. No, he is not that jacked in the, in the at show, all. No, it's a weird yeah. toy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was only twenty bucks. Okay. <laughs> Shit, it was twenty bucks. Um, uh, so he is—he's like what? He's doing some like martial arts on a bridge. Yeah. Blowing off like steam. Flipping around, blowing off steam. That's what he said. Wow, you're on. Wow. On fire! You're wow. on fire today, Hayden. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, um, and oh, lights were flickering. Poltergeist. Oh, oh shit! There was some pyro outages earlier today. Actually, it was more than um, a rock area. Anyways, so the shit, Vizier... we better we better finish up this podcast, oh, damn it. So no! the vizier, the vizier kind of looks like Cryos. His head is like elongated and he's got like the eyes are almost the same but the yeah and they kind of like move when he talks yeah he doesn't have ears he has antennas that come out the side of his head the grand vizier as voiced by jim cummings yes but the prince has human ears and he looks more humanoid except that his hair is fire or sorry fire is his hair (laughs) Uh, kind of like, kind of like and mine. basically, yeah. Really and basically, the, the vizier is kind of like, um, maybe I'm I'm skipping ahead here, but he's basically like, why did you accept a to meet with Cryos? Um, I'm disappointed in you. A king would never do something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like. Like what? Fuck Why? off, dude. Yeah, like a king would never engage. Go get your own throne. Like that's what I thought. And I'm like, maybe you let the young people do things here. Okay, because... boomer. <laughs> yeah, he's like, okay, boomer, get out of my way. Alpha numeric, and he puts on a little lava, a little lava. 
uh, oh, giga, whatever. Don't be so giga bummer, boomer. <laughs> giga boomer. Wow. Giga boomer. <laughs> I'm going to go zip away on my zip board. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, for some reason, the vizier um, is antagonistic the entire time. He's even like clutching like a sacrificial dagger when Cryos and the others like meet. But before we get yep. there, I think there's like a scene on the ice planet that they go back to. Yeah, oh, we yeah. get to uh, we get to meet uh, King Cryos's daughter, the Lady Zera, Again, as yeah. he refers to her as, which and I find it kind of weird. He's like he refers to his daughter as the Lady Zera. Um, it's explained that in front of his people, they're very like formal. Mm. Yeah, right. Because there, there are. She's arguing. She's like, "But daddy, I want to go. I want to go." Yeah, and he's all like, "No, it's too dangerous, and you are but a child." That's the summary of that scene. But then, when like soldiers walk by, um, they they kind of like straighten up, and they're like, "Oh, well, yes, of course, I'll come on this trip, daddy, father." (laughs) Mm. And so she ends up just like. Inviting herself along. Inviting yourself along. With all of her luggage. So he can't really say no to, to his They're daughter. a very intellectual stiff upper lip kind yes. of race. Yes. And so yeah, she she pops up. She like pokes her head out like a a little a little sprightly child when they're meeting with um the fire planet people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what happens? Like the smallest thing happens and um, the vizier is like sacrilege guards. Like they don't even do anything, and like he immediately seeks the guards on them. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. if you want a treaty with us, you must engage in the the try. You must play a game. Uh, you must appear on an episode of our planet's version of American Gladiators. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's that? You're not. It's like a. Tra- Like, yeah, yeah. And what what really sucks is for somebody from Planet Fire, this is probably really easy. Yeah, so, yeah. But this is like not really easy. Oh, brief brief sidebar. While they're on the ship, these like ice crystals shoot out of um cryos's ship and both him and his daughter breathe them in and go ah and it's revealed these are nanites yeah they take into their body and on the surface of their body to keep them like ice cold even away from their planet Mm -hmm. but they don't tell you that it just it just shows them breathing them in and then their skin turning white regulating their body temperature as it were yeah and we find out later more information about the the nanites. It's like yeah. President Scroob inhaling a can of Perry Air in Spaceballs. <laughs> kind, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Perry Air. <laughs> <laughs> what a timeless movie. Oh, so oh god. So the trial of fire, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Inferno Gladiators. 
It's not as cool <laughs> as I was hoping. It's literally just like a bunch of like rocks in lava that they need to jump through. I mean, and yeah, yeah. Is very and, and Sorry, go on. Sorry, we find out only Cryos and Graveheart have to do this mm. for some reason, and not and not the others. Let's send the men on this. That's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> Men are talking. Well, or I think in this case the, the the adults. I don't know. Or yeah, I guess. Yeah, Run along. I, I never really look at it like that. Yeah. Run along. Men talk now. Men talk. Uh, for anyone listening or watching uh, this uh, the this uh, podcast, uh, we, that right there, like our uh, run along man talk thing, we're we're referencing a, a couple of weeks ago. I uh, on our reboot podcast. Uh, uh, for 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 some research for an episode that was very heavy in the James Bond references, I watched Goldfinger for the first time, and uh, early on in that film, like literally like nine minutes in, so within the first like ten minutes, there's a, there's a bit where uh, Sean Connery as James Bond, like quite literally, says to a woman, "Run along now, man, talk," and smacks her ass, and I'm just like. Oh my was your, god! Was your partner watching with you? No, she wasn't. I told I told, I told I her about it. I would pay money to see their reaction. I told her about <laughs> it afterward, though, and her reaction was like, "Uh huh." I'm like, "Yeah, that movie has not aged well at all." <laughs> not even just in that, like in, in in general, like it's a pretty not a great movie. Come at me, James Bond fans. Except, oh. except don't at me. There we go. <laughs> Come at him, but don't at him. Yeah. Uh, so I never even really thought about that until you two just brought it up. But yeah, is it is that what's happening here? Or is it because, you know what I mean? Like the men are going on the trial by fire? Or is it that they are representatives of their planet, so they have to do it? I don't. I don't really know. I, I think it's because they are like the ambassadors, but because like, like Graveheart's kind of like taken on that Gra- role. Like, yeah, but Graveheart they, isn't even really representative of Planet Rock, though. Like he's just a—he's literally just—he's just, he, a he's just helping. He's still out. kind of—he's still kind of the one that conducted this this trip to like warn people about the beast. And Fair. I don't know. Like I may I may be completely Fair. off, but like. I was thinking like it was him and then Kraus was like, mm, I'm going to come with you. And then Jade kind of reluctantly tagged along. So it was kind of clear who was who was who in that point, at, at least to me. And so because Kraus and um, Graveheart were basically leading that charge, uh, they thought, well, off you go. Do your thing. Uh, you know, hop on some rocks over some lava. And um, beware the dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah lava dogs. Lava Real dogs. Um, inventive. There. Wouldn't happen to have any literally. Biscuits, would you? Yeah. Literally so lava dogs. In, yeah, in yeah. The, 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 the biscuits line kind of made <laughs> yeah. me laugh. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't happen to have well any biscuits would, now. Yeah. When yeah, they yeah. notice that the lava dogs are following them, which is quite some time into the episode, mm. Graveheart said, "Or yeah, Graveheart says you yeah. wouldn't happen to have any biscuits on you, would you?" Yeah, like, are yeah. dogs known for eating biscuits? I mean, dog dog biscuits. What Is about what... lava dogs? Okay. Though? See, when no I bones. heard that, 
Right, dog yeah. biscuits. Yeah, I, yeah. In my yeah. head, and I'm like, bones would make more sense, but humans eat biscuits, and I never even thought about <laughs> dog biscuits. You don't have any cookies on you, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Any any chocolate chip? Well, in cartoons, it's always it's like a steak. Kills dog. Like a raw yeah. steak. You throw <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. links of sausage or steaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. Uh, in between, and you end uh, up with like a really cultured, like lava dog who is all like, "Hmm, excuse me, but do you have mm. any truffle oil that I may? <laughs> wow, that I may top excuse this me. with? This is Purina. I'm an Iams man. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're the royal lava dogs. I don't think you get that. We that only st- eat fresh chicken legs. All right. Is that steak organic? <laughs> is it craft wow. fed? Yeah, you're giving Is a lot crack? of personalities to these like barely animated <laughs> lava dogs. Oh well, yeah, that's, that's okay. So the lava dog—they look fucking terrible. They're the lava dogs. Excuse me, this is too hot. Yeah, they look bad. They're they were an afterthought. They they, they look like dinosaurs. They look I, like test animation models uh, from like yeah yeah uh, like, from like before reboot. Or not reboot, Beast Wars even got yeah. like picked up to series. That's what They're it barely like. animated. So yeah. so it's like when when mainframe was like pitching Beast Wars to Hasbro, this is what they came up with. And Hasbro's like, all right. That's cool. These, these okay. are just tests. Maybe we'll right? just help that. What else you got? These are just test 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 models, right? Yeah. And mainframe's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, we can do better, but like we only had like, you know, an hour before this meeting. And Hasbro's like, okay. All right. And then like two years later, <laughs> mainframe's like, hey, we'll throw them into Shadow Raiders. No one's gonna watch <laughs> this show anyway. Uh... We get we get some side <laughs> we get some side scenes uh that I actually think are the stronger scenes of these episodes between um sorry, what was Cryos's daughter's name? Uh Zara. Zara and and Pyrus. 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 Yeah, where he's kind of like, oh, shut yeah. up! I'm practicing martial arts on the bridge, and I'm like, where are his guards? They're just letting this little girl run around, unattended. Yeah, where's right? Jade in all of this? I thought Jade she, was supposed to be looking after her. Well, Jade kind of had, um, Jade had like soldiers, so she's being guarded. Oh, yeah. But she implies when she marches up to him on the throne. I yeah, I forgot that part. Oh yeah, she she's royalty. So, yeah. throne, she's like, I'm royalty. You're not allowed to stop me from going anywhere. And I'm like, oh, is that how that yeah, works? <laughs> Where is Jade in all of this? Any <laughs> scene in this show loses two points immediately if due Jade to the lack of Jade. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and. So the scene back and forth is her being kind of like a little brat and being like, oh, well, like, how would you like it if I put your father in an ice like cave? And, and then he's, he's like, like how dare, dare you? you? <laughs> Get out. Well, like, oh. And um, yeah, they, like, kind, they kind of have oh, a oh, moment. Did we, did we mention on the podcast that his father is no longer with us? We did Pyrus, now. Pyrus's father. There we yeah, go. We that now. is why he was offended, folks. There we that's go. why the vizier is like, you're yeah. just a child. Like, even though you're in charge, like, you know, you don't know how to make king yeah. decisions. Meanwhile, that's the vizier is like clutching a dagger, waiting for like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> waiting to, for the chance to stab diplomats from another planet. 
Yeah. Um, and I'm like, this guy needs more, like, uh, better counselors <laughs> than this old guy holding a dagger. And uh, there's there's some scene where they bicker back and forth. Um, there, there, there. Sorry, there was a point when Pyrus kind of put him in his place, though. When he's just like, times, you know, like, yeah. I'm the prince, you're not. And he's kind of like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He just backs right off. I was of like, wow, that's my liege, yeah. Okay, all right. So he, he does a, have a... I think that's actually at the end of this episode. Nope. He No, it was very on, it was early when he first met Pyrus and the vizier. Mm. He's oh, like okay. shit-talking him and telling him that he, like, he's not old enough to do this. And blah, blah, blah. Oh, your father would have blah, blah, blah. Oh, and he's like, right. you yeah, forget yeah. who you're talking to. He's and like, he immediately like straightens up and he's like, my apologies, my liege. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, bitch. That's right, bitch. Now go make <laughs> me a sandwich. Um, <laughs> and the, any, so anyways, um, the prince knocks the princess off the, almost knocks her off the bridge. And we get like an oddly dramatic slow motion stretched out scene of her being like, whoa. Whoa! Yeah. And he's looking at her in slow motion, and she's like, Whoa! Ah! Ah! <laughs> and she falls off. And he like, <laughs> on for a long time, and she falls <laughs> off the edge. And he catches her, and it's interesting. There, and again, you, the ten out of ten scene, performance. The, yeah, the scene yeah. where they catch each other and like pulls her up. That scene is oddly long too. Like her hand slips, and well, then she grabs her. And then and his other hands, and they're slipping off of each other. I just mean it's like I get it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steam, yeah. steam is coming off of them because she's ice and he's fire. Yeah, right. Um, so steam is is coming off of them, and they're slippery. They can't they can't grab each other. But the scene he's is unusually melting, long. Burning all that stuff. And yeah. eventually, he pulls her back up, and they're like, "Wow, that was a close one." And <laughs> Again, yes. I keep thinking that I keep missing scenes. Suddenly behind them there are beast drones. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. this this episode is when I started feeling like I kept missing scenes and kept going back. No, it's just beast drones behind them. And I'm like, do the are there no space? Like or but the thing is they're they're black and red and translucent. So are these things virtually invisible? Well, it's it's like in episode one, they like or sorry, episode two? Two. Where they just kind of slipped in under the radar, and they're, they're they they they, they, can, they just keep catching up to them as they go to these different planets. Yeah. So I I was kind of expecting something to happen in there. Like personally, I was like, I bet you they're gonna show up, and then they did. And they did. Yeah. It's really interesting. Uh, they run away, and they go up like a mountain, and then like rocks fall. Yeah, they, they, they blow up the rocks there to trap them, yeah. Hide behind some rocks, or is that what happens? The old yeah, maximal they, maneuver. They, uh, yeah, they um, they destroy some, some rocks to uh, trap them. Which one of them? Oh, the princess. Um, She can grow two extra arms out of her back? Yeah, she's got like, two spares. That until she's holding four rocks in her hand. Hmm? And it, it, I don't know if it's shown this until I, now. So I was I, so confused. I, I, I think it comes out when she's scared or something. I'm not. I think because was I was it, like, did I miss something? Because suddenly Cryos he has, has four arms. He, he presumably does, but he only ha- presents two at a time. Yeah, he yeah. Needs to. 
So suddenly she this has four arms and she's throwing, so. she's throwing rocks and she's like, get back, you beasts. And for whatever reason, when they're up close within rock throwing range, they stop they shooting. Stop. Yeah, I know. It's weird. And she randomly happens to hit one in its weak point for massive damage. Like, <laughs> Apparently these things are so brittle and easy to kill. A child can throw a rock at one to yeah. destroy the drones. Yeah. Yeah. So and indeed, she goes, "Oh, that's how it's I think done. they were designed by Apple. They must have been." <laughs> and um, then Tyrus is like, "Alpha new Merrick. And he comes up with a staff, and he, <laughs> <laughs> and he just smacks them all, and they all die. And yeah. the funny thing is, while they're talking to each other, when the camera cuts back to them, they've all just been standing there for like ten seconds, like not doing anything. Oh. It's it's bizarre. Is it, it's it's quite a." It's quite a break. They're very dumb. They're they're like mindless like drones. I don't know why they stop shooting when they're up close. Maybe they were supposed to take the kids alive. That might make sense uh, because they're royalty. Uh, again, again, yeah, it's like the, there was something that wasn't quite explained completely there. The show does that a lot. Yeah. It lets yeah. you fill in the blanks. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. But oh. It, it progresses quickly. Yeah. Head cannon. It, it provides ample opportunity for head cannon. Yeah. There you go. Spin this into a positive and not just, you know, plot. There's addressing a the fact that there, are, that there are plot holes in the show. <laughs> Giant, gaping plot holes. There was a girl mm. at my high school with that nickname. What nickname? Plot hole. Uh, 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 gaping bottle. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, because I'm like, do you do you do you still got this uh, this gal's number? <laughs> Where the heck were we? Oh, Pyrus has to like destroy his bridge, even though he likes to like practice martial arts with his bow staff on it. And um, he has some. Uh, to... Yeah, he has some like nostalgia on that bridge, like involving his dad. Mm. Yeah, he's like, my dad said that my father said that you could see the entirety of our empire from here, and it puts it all puts everything in perspective or something like that. And I look out, and it's just nothing but lava and wasteland, and like yeah. a, little, <laughs> a little town built into a mountain. And I'm like, I'm on... feeling these people's kingdoms are actually very tiny. Instead of world spanning, yeah. yeah, I mean, on on fire, I guess that's that's maybe they're all pretty the important. But then he's all like, "Sorry, Dad," and then cuts the yeah. cables and drops the bridge to get rid of the beast yeah, forces. And the is like, oh, I'm sorry, you had to destroy the bridge. I knew that was a place of importance to you, and they they GTFO. I will say, um, in a lot of uh, especially kids shows child characters tend to be really fucking annoying mm. I don't really get that from these two I actually kind of like these characters at, at first you're kind of like I oh, have man. more personality than the but, rest of the characters yeah yeah yeah, yeah. At, at first I'll be honest I was kind of just like oh well at brats. first and then and then yeah, yeah, and yeah. then afterwards, you, you hear them, and you're actually, oh, they're actually kind of smart. Like they're they're not whiny at all. So there's a certain level of brattiness that you can get away with, and mm -hmm. that's about eighty percent of how bratty Enzo is in season one of Reboot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but what happens here? Oh, um, the vizier is like astonished that quickly before I get to that part, mm. Cryos releases his nanites in his body, and his skin doesn't turn. It goes from like white where it's all like frosted to like a darker blue, right? As he yeah, releases right. the nanites, and he uses like frost his nanite breath to like freeze some of the lava dogs. Yeah, I'm not making this up. <laughs> this happens, but in so doing, now he doesn't have these like thermal regulators, and he just like passes out, and yeah. Graveheart has to carry him the rest of the way. But then when they're outside of the trial by fire, he's he's fine. I'm like, you're still on the fire planet, dude. Weren't you dying just like 30 seconds ago? I guess it was hotter down there. Yes, hotter in the volcano. I guess he had to. He had, volcano. <laughs> he had to. He had to cool off even just a couple degrees, and then he was fine. I don't know. I don't know. So right maybe, as the vizier is like guards, he had a popsicle or something. Guards kill them. <laughs> they, they escaped the trial that was actually supposed to kill them. Um, Pyrus, they must have cheated. Seize oh. them. Iris shows up and he's like, "You fools! What? 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 Were you just telling them that we're agreeing to the alliance, old man?" Yeah. Yeah. I'm in charge, motherfucker, and I say we're part of this alliance. Got like done. It. Yeah. Dun, dun. Episode over. So, uh, episode four of Shadow Raiders. Bad to the Bad bone. To the bone. Like I, I said, these episode titles are pretty fucking on the nose. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we realize Planet Bone is a slimy organic planet. Very strange name. With lots it's... of dead, giant dead like dinosaur bones everywhere. It's a swamp planet. Yeah. Basically. So, I was expecting a planet made of bones. Yeah, this with one, this, this people, one really features people them. with like exoskeleton, like uh, inhabited, like the I expected yeah, like, the life on this planet to darkness. have exoskeletons. So, yeah. like insect chitin bones. I mean, that would make more sense than what we get on this planet, which is fucking I, frogmen. <laughs> frog named men after named after frog. bones. Yeah, you get emperor femur. Yeah. Sternum, on... tibia. Is that the is that the royal bone? The femur. Yeah, femurs. The... Femurs, the little Danny DeVito esque type character. No, I meant like is the femur, the bone of the body that is associated with royalty. I don't know. Don't know either. You look that up, viewers. Do you know? Because there's a quest in Skyrim where you. Like find like the femur or the hip bone or something like that of like old King Pelagius, oh. and I'm like, what's up with femurs and kings? Anyways, femur <laughs> is an emperor, not a mm. king or uh, what was what was mantle a lord? Yes, lord. Yeah. So there, emperor, uh... so presumably he's been born into this. The. This the monarchies yeah. on each planet are uh, are different, slightly different, but basically there's a ruling, there's a ruling person in charge. Yeah, yeah. and uh, 
when they enter the planet, everything's organic, including the buildings. It all looks like very slimy, yeah, slimy and like made out of like tendon and membranes. Even the building they go into, yeah, and the doors they like they're like sphincters. It's really weird. It's really, really <laughs> weird, man. Membranous sphincters, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was not expecting King Femur to... I remember as a kid what he was like, so I knew what I was getting into. But it's yeah. so weird. This he, this planet and him are so different than the other rulers. Mm-hmm. Because he literally has a WWE like entrance with confetti and fireworks and a light show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my. When he introduces himself. Yeah, and he's this like short, fat, like used car salesman type character. <laughs> weirdly voiced by Gary Chalk, the voice yeah. of Optimus Primal and several characters in Reboot. Hack. Or Slash. And or Slash. Yeah. Nobody knows. No. Nah. There, there is no way to find out which one is which. Just kept, kept reminding me of Danny DeVito. Yeah, I, 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 I can see it. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. At least in uh, Always he, Sunny, Danny DeVito. He's, he's sleazy and tries to be charismatic and talkative, and obviously has a thing for Jade. Constantly hitting on Tekla, Jade, even. Um, yeah, he's very inappropriate. The, uh, the other, Jade yeah, in this entire episode, very... and it's played, it's played for laughs. And I'm like, I, I will say, like, that's something that kind of dates this show. I think a little bit, because like, how... does he call her abroad? <clears throat> or yeah, or probably. Pro- all he, of the he's above, like, oh, I'm sure. I like fiery on... games, or like, I, I like like dames who broads who put up a. A fight, a fight or something, yeah. which is kind of like, ugh, or doesn't like, uh, doesn't play well nowadays. Fiery, yeah. he says something like that, yeah. And it plays in. He's supposed to be slimy, mm. yeah. So right? he, he's very much his character, yeah, yeah. And when they try to talk diplomacy in some sort of like grand hall, I'm so confused. I keep this episode more than the others. I kept thinking I was missing scenes because right. as the doors open, we're met with like Jade and the people from the Alliance having a food fight with Lady Lamprey. <laughs> well, Lamprey shows up. Oh, it's later that that's happening. Okay. Yeah, Lamprey shows up and. Uh, because they like they're they're talking to King Fem or Emperor Femur or whatever oh, Femur right, about diplomacy uh, right? about yeah. diplomacy yeah, yeah, and like yeah, forging yeah. the alliance and Femur is basically like yeah well I got another offer here she is I, was like, I don't even know what that voice was supposed <laughs> to be Yeehaw, I'm here here she is. Is. <laughs> pass me another beer NASCAR <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. um. <laughs> Um, but basically, he's Praise like, Lord, yeah. pass me a beer. It's time to have a good old fashioned meeting. Yeah, and basically, <laughs> he's all like, Ah, well, I'm uh, open to uh, multiple <laughs> offers. And like the cur- oddly curvy, like skeleton ghost lady from the Beast 
from the Beast race. From the Beast Wars. From the Beast Wars. <laughs> and they're immediately like they're not really surprised to see her. And I'm pretty sure they like refer to her by name. Yeah, Lamprey, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, how How do you know what her name is? Yeah. The yeah. main characters so far have not even been able to de- um have not <laughs> had any evidence, sorry, that anyone from the beast race is sentient. They've only run into drones. Right. So I'm so curious why they're not surprised to see her. They, they, they just act like they're, they're old rivals and they know her name. Yeah. It's, I actually went back further into the episode being like, did I miss something from last episode? Yeah. I took, I, I took note of this too earlier when mm. I was watching this. Was there in a previous episode? Was there like a vid where like the 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 beast generals were like, "I'll get you next time"? Or was there some interaction between them that I missed that I don't remember? I mean, I don't think so. No. So it is weird. Okay, it's yeah. not just me. Mm. Yeah, it's what we, it is what we call a plot hole, son. And basically, um, she's trying to lamprey. She doesn't sound like the weird, like barbarian Austrian language that. No, she has. she has this weird, like, um, nineteen sixty six Batman movie, like Catwoman pretending to be a Russian reporter. <laughs> yeah. Good evening, comrade. I am Miss Kitka. Yeah. Like it's that strange. kind of like just like terrible like, like Russian. And- Boris and Boris and Natasha, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That kind of like terrible like <laughs> yeah. like like a caricature of a Russian accent. It's like she was trying to go for the Arnold but just kind of missed the mark. She No, I don't of... think she was trying to go for Arnold at all. I no, think that I don't know. Well, well, no. I think she went to the closest thing to it and I, I cause, What? I don't Austria know. is not close to <laughs> I, meant I think the, closest the I think, thing. I meant the sound. I don't mean you. I think the reverse is true. Like she went for like a really like shitty like fake like Miss Kitka Russian accent, and they told Scott McNeil like, "Yeah, do the same thing," and he couldn't figure it out. And eventually, I, okay. it, and eventually, it just morphed into him like doing a shitty Arnold impression. A happy accident. I like. I think that I, I actually like that. <laughs> I, I, really I have like a that. third theory. <laughs> oh shit! That the voice director told them specifically what to go for, and they nailed it. They she specifically okay. wanted Boris and Natasha for Lamprey and um, Arnold Schwarzenegger from the late '80s for Block. <laughs> okay. And then the voice director I'll allow it. like nailed I'll allow it. it. <laughs> The the voice director Michael Donovan, the uh, the the voice of uh, Mike the TV and Fong in reboot. Mm-hmm. So I, I like to that. think they That's nailed good. it. Yeah, and basically, uh, Fem- Emperor Emperor Femur is like, you know what? I'm gonna go with her offer, and yeah. uh, take take them away. Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. And she's all like, oh, wise decision, my lord. And what happens next after this? Um, they all just like kind of 
tuck their tail between their leg and walk back to the ship. Except Pyrus, he just like Irish goodbyes away while the group is walking and like nobody notices. Uh, That's literally what happens. He just like walks away and the others go back to the ship. Yeah, it's weird in this episode. Like Pyrus has this like very unfounded like faith in femur for some reason and yeah. i don't really understand why He's never been trustworthy yeah i don't yeah i i i don't get it it's a strange sense of nobility you know like, like give him a chance type thing yeah yeah or it feels like these episodes aren't go by very quickly which is is good and bad in different he, ways yeah yeah i'll go along with that but he yeah. does. He goes back to talk to um, to Femur, and he just walks up to him. I'm like, where are the guards? We just saw that there were guards here. By the way, their soldiers look really cool on this planet. Like, their their fins are sticking out, their tails are sticking out, and they, they, they look like sci-fi. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. That was like the one I, I I haven't I have to remember a, a lot about this one because I didn't get a chance to rewatch it all the way through. Mm. So I'm trying to remember. And um Pyrus just manages to walk right up to to Femur and he's like, Oh, hey kid, what are you doing here? <clears throat> he's all like, Come on, man. And he doesn't say anything new, which is no why this is weird to me. He's just like, Come on, you can't trust <laughs> her. She's a beast race like general. And I'm like this is the first time he's met them. How yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you know? The anyway. logic in this episode is so all over the place. A lot to read, for sure. Yeah, and they're like, no, we're the good people. And he's all like, well, your people have been raiding my planet for hundreds of years, and her people just kind of showed up and said hi. Which is a excellent point. Yep. And he's like, oh, come on. And he's like, and then Lamprey shows up, and She's all like, oh, son of a bitch. Oh, fucking. Oh, uh, emperor. Uh, I mean, um, hello. Trying to like very badly. The show's trying to very badly show us that she's like struggling not to be an evil bitch. Yeah. In front of Femur. And I'm like, but Femur's like crude. He doesn't care. No. This this episode's the worst of the the four, I I think. And yet I think Femur is a great character. Mm. The episode is all over the place. And yeah. she goes, for some reason, I guess she has more power than Femur does, because she's like, uh-huh. um, drones, take take Pyrus away to my chambers. And I'm uh, like... More, pa- more power than Block? You mean? Oh, no, sorry, I meant than, than Femur, because Femur's just like, kid, get out of here! And then oh. um, Lamprey is like, take Pyrus away to my chambers. And Femur is all like, you should have left when you had the chance, kid. And I'm like, Femur, you're the emperor. You could just say, no, he, he can go. Yeah. So it's weird. And also, why her well, chambers? What well, is she going to do with them? Well, now you be- tonight you become a man, kid. <laughs> I, I kind of got weird, like, left when you had the like chance. child predator yeah. vibes from my prey. Uh, Was it just me? <laughs> no? A little, uh, a little. She's like, take take him away to my private chambers and have him put on the sailor suit. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. I hear she's a real man eater, kid. 
Wow. So we, I, I don't know, I don't understand this episode, but we quickly find out that um, the reason he agreed to this um, alliance with the Beast Planet is because they're going to put up uh, a shield generator. Mm. They'll make it yeah. so the other planets can't attack his planet. Right, 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 right. And it does do that. Let us discuss protection. <laughs> First, you take the banana and <laughs> you, you open the condom with your teeth parts. You just rip it open. Oh my god. And then you eat the banana and throw the condom away. <laughs> Hello, you've reached Arnold's Pizza Shop. I'm not here now. I'm out killing pepperoni. If you want a, if you want a pizza, leave a message. If you want mushroom, Shut up. If you want broccoli, <laughs> what the hell is broccoli anyway? Shut up with the broccoli. If and you, if want, you something want something crazy, crazy like, like pineapple, pineapple, I'll kill you. <laughs> I haven't heard that. I wonder if totally. anybody has any idea what the fuck you're talking about. I hope I th- so. I think if anyone is old enough that they watched Shadow Raiders, they fair, downloaded fair. the MP3 of Arnold's Pizza Shop on fucking Napster. Which is where I got that shit from. Um, YouTube yeah. Arnold's Pizza Shop. If yeah. you want, like, one of the earliest memes, like, funny. It, it's right it's up like... there with You Kicked My Dog. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's from that same era, too. Like, yeah. it was, like, viral audio that shared on, like, Napster and, like, Kazaa. Kazaa. Yeah. <laughs> you Kicked My Dog. Oh, um, the, man and, the Man and the Goat. Man, Do you remember that? That Remind sounds me. vaguely familiar. <laughs> I, I don't know. Are we are we talking goatsy here? Like what? Oh no, no. It's like <laughs> something. It, it. I don't know if it is. Or... Don't for the love of God, don't Google goatsy. Yeah, do not Google G O A T S E. Do not Google goatsy. Oh dear. And Snowder is like, do I? Do I want to? All right, here we go. <sighs> all right. I mean, if you've never seen it, by all means, do it now on the air. Do it. Do it now. Do it. He's doing it. He's doing it. Wait, what? How do you? What is? Gotta go to image search first, right? And yeah. then you type in G O A T S E. Oh, and turn. Not safe for work filters off. Yeah, turn safe search oh, off. Bloody hell. No. <laughs> no. No, I'm not doing this. Well, no. no. Oh, no did you bail before you Googled it? No, I bailed after I Googled it. <laughs> did you get an un un um pixelated <laughs> version? Yep. <laughs> that, that face. So, <laughs> listeners, you just—we just got a real time a new person for Goatsy in 2021. Goatsy Sniddler. I I haven't. Don't do it. Anyone in don't do it, folks. Years. Don't do it. Look up Blue Waffle. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't look that up. Tub girl. Bad thing. Tub girl. <laughs> Two Gross. girls, one cup. <laughs> Lemon party. Lemon That's party is lemon party. That's there you classic. go. <laughs> oh my. I don't know I'm oh. I remember the first time I like Googled Lemon Party and I'm like it's just like old old gay dudes. Who cares? 
I was like extremely underwhelmed. Yeah. It's just like naked, like fat, like old dudes being gay. Yeah. Having a gay orgy. I'm like, so? Yeah, I mean, good, good for them. One man, <clears throat> one pickle jar is much more traumatizing. Speaking of pickle jars, um, King Femur, everyone. <laughs> yeah, basically. He's like a frogman pickle jar. So uh, to, to cut so- to the, the, the chase, the giant shield works. I can't believe I looked up. I can't <laughs> believe I managed to goat see somebody in 2021. Right? <laughs> this is amazing. And we, we did it live on air, too. Like, this is. We just made history, folks. We just made, like, internet yeah. history right here. If this doesn't make us go viral, I don't know what. I mean, your face, like, your expression alone was, <laughs> yeah. was gold. I almost want to make that like the 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 image <laughs> for this episode. Me, <laughs> I want to gouge my eyes out. The first time I had I had shown that to my friend Jessica, she immediately was like, "Oh, oh, what the fuck? Fuck you, man!" Ah, oh. and then like two minutes later. She messaged me again, and she was like, Haha, just go and seed my sister. <laughs> the, the cycle of abuse. Oh, Continues. God. Uh, oh. So, bad. yeah, so the, the rest of this episode is basically like Lamprey betrays uh, Femur, as was to be expected. Really? And Femur is like, oh, okay, maybe I will like take up this this alliance. And they drive off the beast forces and they all do a woe Bundy at the end, being like, the alliance is set. Yeah, well, the, the small details are interesting. Yay. This is why I thought I, for, I missed scenes. The mm. shield that's around the, the planet lets in beast drones and ships, mm-hmm. but blows up um, ice and fire ships. And I'm like, yeah. ice and fire ships are here? Weird. They they never showed the fleet till now. So there's a mm. lot of information that's just thrown at you. But yeah, they, they blow up the shield generator uh, and drive off the beast race. Yeah, I'm, there's a lot of clarity here. I feel like it's in there. I feel like it's in there and I got... So I'm going to have to rewatch it again. Because now I'm just curious. So, well, presumably because Cryos and Pyrus have allied Mm. um in the giant ship that they're cruising around with they're also fire and ice ships because indeed we get to see the fire and ice ships come down onto the planet work together and shoo away the the beast ships ships. okay okay but they never showed the fleets assembling so when they were like smashing into the shield around the planet i was like confused i'm like whose ships are those But anyways, yeah, we got um, bone, fire, and ice, like, alliance going on now. Yeah. Oh, and a very brief um, interaction between Block and Lamprey, Mm. as they're, like, bickering, and Block is doing, like, a bad Lamprey impression, being like, oh, subtlety is better. Oh, we can trick them. And they're like, he's mocking her as she's like silently fuming and their dad is behind them. He doesn't talk. 
there's this like very big guy who's yeah, I think in charge behind. I them. think his name is Void. The Void, yeah, and presumably yeah. that's the boss, right? Yeah, he's but never he, he never anything. says anything in any of these episodes. He's kind of just there. Wouldn't it be interesting if these were like ultra powerful like beings and these are siblings and he's just like letting them play with like the lives of all the planets of other people? And he's just like, What are you kids up to? Destroying another system? Oh, okay, keep out of trouble. <laughs> because they're incredibly incompetent. Like mm-hmm. wildly incompetent, both of them. Uh, yeah. These are the destroyers of systems? They're, they are morons, both of them. <laughs> well, apparently uh, Lamprey has some kind of plan uh, that involves Tekla because she oh. is like, yeah, says like, oh, I may have an ace up my sleeve or something. It's not what she says. And then like, the camera pans over to Tekla's face inside the cryo and, chamber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the end of the episode. And that's it. So, one to four. yeah, that has been uh, episodes one to four of Shadow Raiders. Here on this podcast, War Planets, we rate episodes on a five-point scale. One to five War Planets. Sniddler, how many War Planets do you give these episodes? Um, I'm going to give them, uh, because of all the discrepancies, I'm going to give them uh, three War Planets. Three war planets. Three war planets because I, uh, I think the story overall, the idea is great, but there's a, a lot of holes and a lot of things because it just starts and it just goes, and if you're not paying attention, you miss a lot. Mm-hmm. So, I think in terms of action, excitement, writing, I really like how everybody's written. I like how, um, um, I like the dialogue a lot, but there's just yeah. not enough. Yeah, explained, I guess. So overall, I love the show, but it like broken down. I'm just gonna have to give it three war planets out of five. That's fair. So uh, the equivalent of uh, that was easy enough. There is no equivalent. <laughs> you do war planets. <laughs> that is a reference to our uh, rating yeah. system that we have on our uh, on our. Uh... Uh, reboot podcast, alphanumeric. Check yes. that out. Yes. Sniddler gives every episode an alphanumeric rating on it. Not every episode. I didn't like High Code. There's one. Anyways. There's one. <laughs> <laughs> There's one, yeah. Everybody gets one. So how many alphanumerics do you give War Planets, uh, Cal? <laughs> like, okay, so the character design... <laughs> I just realized what you said. Yeah. The character design uh... is really good yes um yeah and their their creativity they're allowed to do with it right like fire and ice or whatever i would actually say they have more freedom um in character design in this show than the previous two shows um beast wars and alphanumeric i would agree yeah right they can they can just go nuts with them so i think the character design is super strong And sorry, reboot. Yeah, the character design is super strong. Probably strongest of um, all of mainframes um, cartoons. Right. Uh, 
So what you're saying is it gets a sufficient amount of energon from you. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a reference to another podcast. Too much energon. Too much energon. Too but much energon. The, the beats of the beginning are exactly the same every episode, which mm. loses a point from me. It's, hey, the beast planet are here. Well, I don't care. Hey, the beast... Um, planet is here. Oh, well, I don't believe you. Oh, okay, now I believe you, but I still don't like you. The beast planet is here. Pfft, I don't believe you. Like, literally all four episodes are the same. So... Kind of, yeah. And... But the characters are so... The characters are so good. It, it gets a three and a half. Can we do half? Can we do half? You can do whatever you, you want do to it. do. Yeah, do it. It gets... I give it the Ruby Mines of Burma rating, <laughs> which is a solid three and a half out of five war planets for so me. So three and a half out of five war planets. <clears throat> yeah. Awesome. All right. Um, what I will say about these episodes is uh, I think the animation's great. I love the character design, especially on Jade. Yep. <laughs> Cal's just like shaking his head. Um, yeah, I love the character design. Uh, I think the the world is pretty. The like the worlds are pretty imaginative, if kind of well, maybe they, not populated enough. Yeah, uh, I feel like there should have been kind of more going on in them. Um, but there are some like uh, gaping <laughs> plot holes which we've talked about in these uh, on this podcast for these four episodes. And Cal, you, you raised a great point. Like the every episode kind of follows the exact same formula. And I think, I think forming this like interplanetary alliance against the beast planet probably should have taken up the entirety of the first season and should have been spaced out. More. And more formal. Like, don't just show up with, like, one dude and be like, I need to talk to you. Like, show well, up with, like... I, and and that's, that's another thing I want to bring up. Like, the survival of the system feels half-assed. <laughs> that's another thing I want to bring up. Like, at the end of this, like, like I said, they, whoa, Bundy. Like, alliance complete. But it's like, <laughs> no, it isn't. Because, like, Planet Rock is still like, fuck you! You just have literally two people from the rock planet being like, yeah, we're on your side. But like, that's, that's nothing that that's not a actual like component of an alliance. That's just like a couple of, to be quite frank, a couple of traitors, essentially people who have like turned on their own nation planet slash nation to go join this alliance. Yeah. Sometimes so, you gotta turn against uh, the darkness, even if it's internal <laughs> <laughs> because the world is a vampire uh so i am giving wow. this because in general i did really enjoy them but uh there 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 are some flaws i am giving this 3.15 war planets out of five very specific not bad yep. not bad yep that's the exact rating that i'm giving uh, so that has been the inaugural episode of War Planets, the Shadow Raiders podcast from Lasercomb Productions. We will be back 
next month, because this is a monthly podcast, we will be back next month on May 28th, 2021, with episodes four, five, six, and seven. Or no, five, six, seven, seven eight. and eight. God damn it. Can't believe I <laughs> fucked that up. <laughs> All right. Uh, I was agreeing over. with you that whole time, Cancel. and I was like, hang on. That's- Counting is hard, man. Yep. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, numbers are hard, you know. Math. So many buttons. Not even math. One, two, three, four. I know, not even (laughs) math. Just like basic counting. Man, I I failed kindergarten, all right? Uh, But yeah, so uh, we'll be, like I said, we'll be back on May 28th with episodes five to eight of season one of Shadow Raiders. It's a doge. So keep an eye out for that. if you're watching this on video, also on this same YouTube channel, you can check out our uh, Beast Wars podcast, Too Much Energon, and our reboot podcast, Alphanumeric. We really like Mainframe. Yeah. Especially 90s Mainframe. Mainframe mm-hmm. after that, eh. Yeah. Eh. We'll discuss that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll discuss that later. Uh, feel free to leave a comment on this video, uh, and we we might read it on air on the next episode of the podcast. Please, so, we want to hear from you. If there's anything we missed, for God's sake, tell us. I'm sure we missed oh, many things. So many questions. We many things. So. We, we missed many things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, so, yeah. We'll do our research a little bit better for the for the next show. We all kind of collectively yeah. had some things go wrong today that uh, left us a little unprepared. But, you know, the show must go on. Yeah. So. Indeed. Cheers. Yeah. We weren't here to nitpick the tiny things throughout it anyway. I mean, that's what I was here for. That's what Christopher was here for. Yeah, and I failed, so. I just... Came to complain about. I the guess I'll go kill mode. myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks for listening slash watching, uh, and until next month. God, I didn't even think of like an outro. <clears throat> in the words mentioned. of the words of King Cryos, stay frosty. Should we uh, mention some things? In the uh, the the words of the Human Torch, flame on. <laughs> uh, uh, what? Uh, sorry, what, uh, Cal? What things did you want to mention? Should we tell people uh, where they want to creep us? Oh, oh yeah, I, why yeah, not? I, yeah, why not? You can <laughs> find me on Twitter at Lasercomb. L A Z O R C O M B. And you could find me, AP Sniddler, at AP Sniddler, S N I D, S N I double D L E R, on Twitter. S A M R T. That's right. That is right. And you could find NeoCal at Neo underscore Cal. <laughs> Shut up, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, hey, <laughs> I wouldn't have believed it either. <laughs> hey, someone else is NeoCal, and it's not me. So someone's got to do the underscore. Yeah, it's like someone on for me on Facebook uh, has facebook.com slash Christopher Siege. Really? And so to get around that, I made mine facebook.com slash actual Christopher Siege. <laughs> the real Christopher Siege. The real Christopher Siege. Speaking of Facebook, follow our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash lasercomb. Yeah. 
just like my Twitter handle. Uh, that's kind of our like generalized Facebook page for all of our podcasting projects. So check that out. And my my fl flow has been completely thrown off. So I will just say uh, good night Until and good luck. Time. Until next time. Flame on. Good night and good luck. I got nothing else. Goatsy. <laughs> Goatsy. Damn it, I, st I hit stop on the video <laughs> just like literally just before you said that. Uh, damn. <laughs>